Good morning, family. <clears throat> um, welcome to all those that are worshiping in person this morning and those with us that are on uh, online with us. Um, I, I'm pleased and excited to introduce the newest member of our staff, Steve Lehman, who will be working with our singles, uh, who are very vibrant and very active right now, and we're excited to have him join in that work. Uh, also want to welcome Pam, his wife, and Jake, their son. Uh, they're here on the front row this morning. And I'm also pleased that Steve um, has uh, accepted the challenge to let God speak through him this morning. So I'm, right. I'm really excited to hear what he has to say. So if you, when you have the opportunity, please introduce yourself to Steve, to Pam, and to Jake. And with that, I will hand it over to you. All right, thank you. <clears throat> well, good morning. It's, a, it's um, always a glorious morning when, when you can stand up and proclaim the good news, the message of Jesus Christ. And... Uh, we're very grateful to to be here and and be a part of the work here and we're looking forward to that and and we're excited um, if you would if you have your bibles if you could open them up and and meet me in the book of matthew 22 we're going to get there in in just a little bit but if you can if you can turn there that would be that would be wonderful and as we as we start out let's go to god in a word of prayer uh, father god we come before you just as humble servants and we ask you to, to be with us today, um, help us as we're just living our life to, to live it for you. Um, we ask that you open our hearts, um, open our minds, and be receptive to, to your word, not just today, but, but every single day. Um, Father, we just ask you to, to bless us, and it's in your son's name we pray, amen. Um, you know, a, a few years ago, a number of years ago, I got a... Um, uh, a phone call, and it was Mike Avery, and he's like, hey, um, Steve, you're the only person that can help me, and I'm like, if I'm the only person that can help you, then you're, you, you need to do something a little bit different, and he goes, no, no, we're doing this event, and, and it's going to be called Steve, and, and you're the Steve that I need to, to be able to speak, and I'm like, change the name, and he said, well, we already have, it was going to be called something else, but then it changed to Steve, and I'm like, change it again, and he said, no, I don't think we can do that. And so anyway, through the course of everything, um, it was a very wonderful event. He was wanting to promote the fall programming and using Steve as the, as the name. And the idea was to give all the students um, big yellow bright shirts, Steve on it, and some business cards. And you could give them to your friends and, hey, come meet Steve and get free stuff. And so that was kind of the the tagline, and it was really, a, it was a great promotional thing, and Austin Pease, I understand, well, I know that he wore his shirt like every single day for a while, and I know it was washed, and, but because it was like this dingy kind of, you couldn't even call it yellow, I don't even think you can call it gray, he wore it and it was washed so much, but it was very effective, and then there was a, a student here, Trenton, who attended, he went to high school at HSPVA, and my son attends there, or attended there, and there was uh, spaghetti dinner night, and we're sitting there, and I look over, and I see him, and he has on his bright yellow shirt, you know, Steve, and I thought, hey, I'm going to go over and, and talk to him and just kind of see what he says, and so I went over, and, and we started talking, and, you know, hey, is your name Steve? You know, you want people to know? He goes, no, 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 and so, but he invited he ended up inviting us. He told us everything about, he said everything he was supposed to say to promote the, the activity, and and he told us about the church, how to get here. He gave us a card and he said, hey, I hope to see you there. He goes, it's really for youth, but I hope to see you there. And I'm like, 
we might just be there. And anyway, so we came, and it was just a wonderful event. We had a, a lot of fun. But the, um, and I will say that on that night, um, and this is before they were as popular as they are today. You know, like the mass are really popular today, right? Well, I came to the event, you know, didn't want anyone to know who I was, and I actually had a mask on. Now, it was a Nacho Libre wrestling match, but I had a mask on nevertheless. But anyway, it was a, a lot of fun. But, you know, it doesn't matter if, you, if you're advertising, and really church, we're, churches have to advertise. You know, we want to get the, the word out. But um, there's advertising and, you know, Folgers Coffee, you know, they have a great um, tagline, the best part of waking up, you know, Folgers in your cup. Um, but it doesn't matter if, if, you know, I think there's something that we can all agree on, and that is that we want to find the best part of the, the best moment of the day, but not only the best moment of the day, but the best part of the day. And I think that advertising is, is great. Finding that best moment of the day. You know, we, we, I think that, that all of us have, our lives have been disrupted. We all have our highs and lows and, you know, good parts of the day and bad parts of the day. And, and now, now it's really crazy because there's not a single person that has not been affected by, by what's going on with the, the COVID and, and social distancing and everything. And so everyone has been affected. You know, you think about um, um, students in school. School was disrupted, all of the activities and everything that, that they're normally a part of, all of that has been disrupted. We have our, our singles. If you're single, there's a lot of isolation and alone time, and that's not good. In marriages, maybe all of a sudden, all of this time, some things are kind of bubbling up that, that were kind of there, but because you didn't have as much time together, you didn't know about it, but then all of a sudden, there's, there's problems. Um, you know, working, man, everyone has been disrupted in some way. You know, maybe, um, um, you know, you have uh, job insecurities, financial insecurities, there's health issues, there's health problems, and, and, then, and then, of course, there's child care. If you have to worry about, man, what am I going to do with my kids? And so there's all these, all these problems, and that's just to name a few. But all of us are desiring in all of this to have a good day. We want a good day. In Luke chapter 5, you know, Simon, I think the best part of his day was clearly his encounter with Jesus. And it had to have been because he and his companions, they left everything and they started following Jesus. So that was like the best part of the day for him. And it turned out to uh, just being able to proclaim Jesus. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, it says, I'm writing these things to you so you'll know how to live in the family of God. That family is the church of the living God, the support and foundation of the truth. So this is really talking about this, that family is the church. It's talking about a sense of belonging. Then here in Matthew, and if you look at Matthew chapter 22, starting verse 37, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second's like it, love your neighbors yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commands. You know, so being a Christ follower or being a Christian, it's more than just believing. It's loving God, it's loving others, and then there's a sense of belonging. We want to belong. And so you kind of have to ask, well, hey, how is this spiritual family going to help me? How is this church family going to help me? Why do I want to be a part of, of the church family? Is it going to do anything for me? 
And so the first thing that a church family does, it helps us focus on God. In Psalms 34, it says, Magnify and honor the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. You know, man, there are so many distractions, even before what's going on right now. All of us have distractions from keeping our focus on God. If you go out to any, any sidewalk, any driveway, and you look down, and you see the cracks and what's coming out of the cracks, there's, the, um, there's weeds, there's grass. You go up in the mountains and you look on the side of a mountain and there will be like, how in the world can we have a flower coming out of the side of a mountain, out of rock? But there it is. Mountain climbers, as they're climbing mountains, not hikes, but climbing mountains, they're looking for any little finger hold that they can to lift themselves up. The Bible tells us, hey, don't let Satan get a foothold. All of those little finger holds, Satan, he just wants to grab onto us and, and we're trying to pull up, he's trying to pull down. Satan wants to pull us down. But a church family, <clears throat> a church family can help lift us up. A church family can encourage us. So one of the great things about a church family is the communication that we have with each other. You know, um, you go, well, okay, who should I call? You know, you can look on, on your phone. Surely you have some members or some people that need encouragement. In the, the church app, all of the phone numbers are in there. Just look someone up. And the great thing is, is that um, you go, well, what do I say to them? You know, and if, of course, if you have an iPhone, you go, um, hey, Suri, uh, tell me a knock-knock joke. And believe it or not, Suri will tell you a knock-knock joke. And you can say, hey, Suri, call so-and-so. And then you call whoever, and then you can tell them the knock-knock joke. So there's something to talk about. But anyway... Surrey does a lot of things. Surrey can, can help you, believe it or not. Technology is a good thing. Um, another thing that a church family does, it, it helps us face our problems so that we're not alone. You know, the loneliness, that's, that's a big deal. And a church family can help with that. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, 10 through 11, Jesus died for us so that we can live together with him. So encourage each other and give each other strength. And then in 1 Peter 3, 8, you should be like one big happy family full of sympathy towards each other, loving one another with tender hearts. So a church family's here. The church family wants to help. A church family wants to, wants to find out what's going on so that they can, they can pray and be here with you, give you some encouragement. You know, it's easy to, to just kind of come and, and, and just kind of come and not really be involved or engaged in anything. It's easy to stay at home. And especially now, and watch online, and, and not really be engaged. And, and even though you're hurting and you're alone, a church family is here for you. We're just a phone call away. But being able to know that, hey, you know what? I have a place to go. I have something that I can, someone I can turn to, something that I can do. And a church family wants to help you do that. Another thing that a church family does is it's going to help you grow in your faith. In Hebrews um, 6, uh, verse 1. Let us go on and become mature in understanding, as strong Christians ought to. You know, it's through experiences of being around other people, people that have, you know, a true and genuine faith, and, and they're not afraid to show that faith. That's going to help you grow. You never know what opportunity you're going to have to step out and, and just kind of exercise your faith. Um, I have a little note that says, being involved redirects our focus to Jesus. And if we can focus on Jesus, if we can look towards Jesus, 
in whatever way that is, that is going to help us with our faith. It's going to help our faith grow. It's going to help us be closer to God. So a church family does all of these things. Another thing that a church family does, it's going to help us discover our meaning or our purpose, and that's through helping others. You know, all of us, there's so many talents and, and abilities. You know, you look around, just everywhere you go, people have a lot of talents and abilities. And it's using those talents and abilities to, to, to be able to glorify God. Um, you know, if, if the experiences you have, it says, hey, I know how to, to do this, I can guarantee you they can be used. If you have a heart for something, man, that is special when you have a heart to, to be able to do something and, and you want to work in a particular area and you just put yourself into it and it's glorifying God. And I'll just go and say that if you have, if you have an idea about something, man, share that. And if it's something that we can do to, to glorify God, then we want to do that. I will help you do that, whatever that may be. That counseling center is such a, a marvelous idea, just how many people can be helped by that. But that idea started somewhere, and then it just takes people to make it work. And so we have to, we have to think about, hey, how can I glorify God? What is my purpose here? Because our life here is more than just coming here on Sunday morning um, or whatever. Our life is about glorifying God in whatever way that we can. And so just trying to figure out, but the church family will help us do that. Another thing that a church family does, it's going to help us um, tell our friends about Jesus' way. In Acts chapter 20, verse 24, life is worth nothing unless I use it for the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others about the good news of God's kindness and love. You know, it can be as simple as inviting someone to church. It can be as simple as a smile. It can be as simple as an encouraging word sometimes. But it can also be something like, hey, let's have a Bible study. You know, one of the, one of the best things I think that we all should be able to do as, as Christians is being able to articulate our story kind of why we became a Christian. Because if we can't tell anyone why we became a Christian, then, then why should we? Or why should they follow? Why would they want to? Well, if you can't tell me, what do I want to do that for? And so just being able to, to think about, hey, this is why I became a Christian. This is how I became a Christian, I think is something that's very important that everyone ought to be able to tell. It doesn't matter what, what age you are. You know where you are we should be able to tell hey this is how I became a Christian this is why I became a Christian I can tell you that for a long my dad was a minister and for a long time and I knew I knew about Jesus I knew about salvation I knew what I need to do but I thought for a long time that <laughs> I thought man if I become a Christian I'm gonna become a preacher and I did not want to do that. And so for a long time, I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And then kind of one thing led to another, and, and I was working in, in College Station, and I was invited to, the, uh, to sing under an oak tree with a group of students. And uh, met my wife there, became a Christian. Um, here, we am, here I am today. Here we are today. And I'm going to say, I was missing something. I was, there was something in my life that I was missing, and I was, made a friend and was talking to a friend, and, and he finally goes, well, why haven't you done it? Why haven't you been, why aren't you baptized? And believe it or not, we did, it was a Wednesday night. It was kind of like, it was late, um, but we were, we went to the church, the A&M church, and I was baptized. 
And so, but being able to, to just kind of tell, relay your story of, hey, this is how I became a Christian, this is why I became a Christian, is something that is that's very important. You know, and so you kind of have to go, okay, well, how do we get the most out of this spiritual family? We've talked about these things, but how do we get the most out of this spiritual family? Well, one of the first things that you have to do is, if you haven't done it, you have to become a Christian. If you're a Christ follower, you know, go, hey, I really like, I'm interested in Christ, but I haven't made that commitment yet. You want to be in the spiritual family, become a, be baptized, become a Christian. And that's just kind of the start. That's just kind of the start. You know, going back to, to Simon for just a moment, Jesus asked him, hey, go out and try it one more time. And Simon's like, man, look, we've been there, we've done that. He goes, but because you say so, we're going to go out again. So they go out again, got the big load of fish. Simon follows Jesus, and that's great. He says, hey, but because you asked, so I'm just going to say sometimes we have to take that risk of getting involved. And it's a risk to get involved because sometimes we don't know what that commitment looks like. But yet it's a risk that we have to take. And sometimes God is going to use that, not sometimes, all the time. God is going to use that step of faith and he's going to turn it into something great. But we have to be willing to take that risk. I want to go back and read Matthew 22 again. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second's like this, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God, love people, and the church, the church, this belonging, it's a spiritual family. You know, we're all in this together. We're all in this thing together. We're working this, trying to figure out what to do. But having a spiritual family is, is just is incredible. Um... <laughs> Last Wednesday morning, just last Wednesday morning, and when I say morning, I'm talking like 1 or 1.30 in the morning. I'm, I'm dead to the world. I'm asleep. And Pam goes, hey, wasn't that just the doorbell? Is your phone going off? And I'm like, you know, first I'm waking up and my eyes are like all going everywhere. And I'm like, what? What, what are you talking about? She goes, did your phone go off? Did your phone buzz? And I'm like, because we have a ring doorbell. And then, you know, so it goes off. And then we have a camera by the garage and back door and all that stuff. And, and I get my phone and I kind of look and, well, I don't see anything. And I no more than set it down and then the buzzers go off. And so it's like, okay. So I get up and I'm looking. And by our back door, there was like this person. And I'm like, you know, so all of a sudden, you know, my heart, you know, I'm laying there and it's going like this. And then all of a sudden it's like, doom, doom, doom. You know, just the adrenaline. I'm like, man, someone's back there. So I call, we have security in the neighborhood. So I call the security. Hey, there's someone back here. And, and, but as I look at the video, the guy is, he's not looking over towards the house or anything. He's going backwards and he's holding his phone and he's kind of looking out to the street. And I'm like, uh-huh, you're, you're, there's someone out there and you're trying to hide. And so we go out and I looked out the window and I saw him in front of the neighbor's house. And so I call the security again. I said, hey, he's still out here. He's in front of the neighbor's house. And then he walks down the street. And then <clears throat> we noticed that the, our security, they stopped him and they were talking to him. And, and it was dark, you know, but you could see the flashlight shining down on the ground. And it's like, okay, I don't know if that's good or bad that this flashlight's just shining there. But it was just shining there for, it seemed like a long time. And then for a little, and then a little bit later, HFD, the paramedics came, this truck, 
and they, he, he hopped in and the paramedics took him. And then security called back and said, hey, the guy was, it was, he was having a crisis and he was just looking for some help. And so they took him to, to get some help. But, and I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, but I'm wondering how many people are in a crisis situation looking for help? Maybe in this room today, maybe in the audience, and maybe not today, maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's sometime, but it's a crisis situation and you're just looking for some help. You have a void and you need something to fill that void. And I'm just going to say, hey, why not fill that void with God? Fill that void with God. And here's even another one for you. You have a void, but you know that someone else has a void. So why not take the focus of yourself off and put it on that other person? You're filling your void with God because you're helping someone else, and then you're helping them fill their void. And so it doesn't have to be a lot. Maybe it's just a phone call. Maybe it is a postcard. Maybe it's a text whatever it could be a smile you see them you smile you wave whatever it is maybe you pray for them maybe you call them up and you say a prayer you send them a prayer through an email whatever there's a lot of different ways to to communicate and i want to take just a second and and talk to the singles for for just a moment and i just want to say that um we're here for you you know we were brought on board and 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 to partner with you guys and to to do life together in our journey to heaven. And we're here for you. You know, I'm going to be up here at the office. Um, my phone number is available. And just give me a call if you have anything. I will say that um, this next week or this week, I'm going to start um, texting. I have a, a list and, and phone numbers. And I'm just going to start texting to, to introduce myself. And if you go, well, I don't know if I have the right phone number, just call the church office and say, hey, this is my correct information. And so, but we're going to contact you. You know, the, the children and youth, you know, they ha and their families, there's Jenny and, and Mike and Sean. The adults have uh, David and Larry and Robert and, and the singles. You go, well, I'm stuck with Steve. <laughs> I don't have on my yellow shirt. I don't have on my mask, but I'll be genuine with you. You know, we want to help you. Um, we just want to partner with you and, and just help you in your journey to heaven. You know, we're all trying to get there. And we're just all in this thing together, but we're going to get there through Jesus. And we're going to get there as a spiritual family. And that comes through helping one another. You know, and so if you say, all right, so what's the best part of a spiritual family? Kind of the title, the best part of the spiritual family. What's the best part of the spiritual family is that you have something. You have someone to help you with your faith. You have someone that will encourage you so that you're not alone. You have someone that's going to help you grow. You have a group that's going to help you serve people you have a group that's going to help you spread jesus love and so all of these things i think a spiritual family is so make that a big part of your life it's easy to to just kind of blow it off but i'm just going to encourage you don't blow it off don't blow it off people want to help people are here to help you know in and i'm just going to say that this is kind of that that part where where, um, you know, we ask for if you have any help and if you need any help, um, you know, talk to one of the elders or, or you can. You can email, I think it's elders at mcoc.org. You can call the church office. There's any number of ways that you can contact someone here at the church. And we want to help. We want to pray. We want to do whatever we can to help you in your journey to heaven.
just remember that, that, man, make the best part of the day. Let God wants him to be a part of that. Make God a best part of your day. Thank you.